Hey, strangers. Welcome to another episode of The Strange Sessions. As usual, I am Kurt, and I am joined by my, <laughs> I don't know, scintillating co-host, Ooh. Krista. Scintillating or scintillating? No, keep this. We don't want to mark this oh, explicit. Oh, I'm sorry. This is keep a it clean. I love how you say, as usual, I'm Kurt. Like, at some point, you might not be. <laughs> That's because I always say, as always, I'm Kurt, <laughs> oh, so I'm sure trying either. to mix it up a little bit yeah. for our listeners. Did you hear that? No. I what? like moved. It was not my foot. I heard something. It was uh, seriously like, like a yeah. voice. Yeah, I'm like trying to recreate because I was kind of moving. And so Krista's foot. bouncing around in her chair here right. in front of me. The, I don't know what that was. Okay. Huh. That was weird. I didn't hear anything. Hmm. But no, I always refer to it as as usual. So I'm trying to mix it up just a little bit. For once. For this once, is Kurt. We got to keep this a family show, so we can't. I'll just edit all the bad stuff out. <laughs> Fingers know. crossed. I behind know. my back. You should hear the stuff that we say during our pre-show. Oh, you will. Yeah. Kurt's putting together a <laughs> yeah, blooper reel. It's going to be marked explicit. It is going to be marked explicit because sure. there's some naughtiness. Anyway, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Two weeks out from the big move to the new house. Ooh, excited. I am. I just want it to be over now. <laughs> the suspense is killing me and the stress of it all. But yeah, try, I am really excited. You're going to try for EVP when you get in the new house? Hells to the no. <laughs> all right. That's a no. (laughs) Yeah, that's a no. How are you? I'm okay. I went from having shingles (laughs) to being deathly sick with a cold this week. I had to miss work Monday, and my birthday sucked because I was sick, so I didn't do anything. But I want to give a huge thank you to the listeners in The Strangers that wished me a happy birthday, so thank you guys. And then you had to stand in two really annoying long lines today. I don't even want to talk about that. You got me Subway, though, so thank you. We won't discuss the Subway incident because I'm still (laughs) salty about that. My wrap was delicious. (laughs) Good. (laughs) For all the grief and heartache I had to go through to get it. (laughs) Anyway. I could could taste the blood, sweat, and tears. (laughs) I I didn't order that on there, so if there's blood, sweat, and tears on there, you should probably call and complain. This is extra salty. Okay. (laughs) So... I want to give a shout out to our newest our Sweet. newest members of the Strangers who are Terry Hemsley, Philip Adam, Desiree Stockton, Mary Meyer, who we know and have met and wondering. Yeah, Kurt. Okay, Kurt reminded me who Mary was, and I was like, "What the hell took you so long?" Like, so welcome to the gr- really welcome to the time. Strangers, Mary. <laughs> yes, and Michael McGowan Jr. So thank you guys so much for joining the Strangers. Welcome and. Uh, Thank you guys for the iTunes reviews. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jamie, that sat in with us on the Area 51 episode, messaged me this week, and he said, dude, because he knows that I'm eh about reading reviews right. because I take stuff kind of too hard. So Jamie said, dude, go look at your iTunes reviews. They're really good. So I went and looked, and I was like, wow. I mean, I think we still have a perfect score. Sweet. But now and- some troll that heard that's going to give us a zero and <laughs> say, call you a millennial. Well, if we have a troll listening to the podcast, that's kind of weird. But uh, just a reminder, Jamie also composed the music for yes, the podcast Yes, our much-loved well, so. music. Yeah. So thank you guys for the iTunes reviews. Keep them coming. Mm-hmm. It, was, it made my week, actually, to yeah, see that. Yeah, that was so really cool. thank you so much, guys. Um, what other housekeeping do we have? I want to give a big thank you to our listener, Liz, for sending us our first... <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. Our first listener submission for the taste test. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm friends with her now, so I totally trust her. So it's not going to be like, you know, 
Like Some said, weird white a powder. brownie wrapped in a napkin. Like, Try this. <laughs> With a bite no, taken out of it. <laughs> it's from Amazon. So we have something we're going to taste test this episode that I believe Sherry. Krista's mom. No, my mom doesn't listen to our show. Are you crazy? She doesn't no. listen to our show? Hell no. She tried She tried listening to the first episode of Paranormal Palaver and she fell asleep halfway through. Jeez. <laughs> wow. So she's really excited that we have the podcast and always says, I should not I should really listen to your podcast. But honestly, most of the stuff wouldn't interest her anyway. Yeah. Um, no, this is from Sherry Myers. She's a listener and she's also my coworker. Oh, thank you, Sherry. Yeah. So we're going to try that in oh, a little gonna, bit. Oh, okay, and then right the next, now. our next episode is when we are going to try Liz's, Liz's yeah. uh order mystery, food, mystery order test. it's not gonna be horrible. i love that kurt doesn't know what it is no either. this is our this is our first mm-hmm. double blind where we neither of us know what the hell we're gonna be eating right you know am, am i gonna cry and whine and sulk oh, boy. I don't know. we're oh, gonna see boy we're gonna see so thank you so much liz for sending that and yeah, we you. know dash has sent us some stuff yep so that should be coming soon i was gonna stop there and check today but i was running late because of the aforementioned lines <laughs> everywhere i went that really Harshed my mellow. Effed up his day. Yeah, oh, it effed it up good. But yeah, and I want to say that this is going to be our last episode for like a month. We are taking a break. Krista's doing all her house stuff, and I have a lot of autograph signings that I'm going to be going to, <laughs> and you know, public speaking. Nice. Actually, I'm going to be sitting at home playing public Fortnite. <laughs> we played Fortnite, but you know. So we're just taking a little break. A yeah. month from now, we will be back. And we're going to throw some stuff up on the message board for you guys to see. Maybe a contest or Maybe something. Maybe a contest or two. We're still trying to figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. So you don't get we're going to both be us. around. We're going to both be around. Yeah. So we're just going to take a little tiny summer break. And sometime in the middle of August, we'll be back and we will let you guys know. So sorry about doing that because I know you guys kind of look forward <laughs> to this. It'll make our return that much sweeter. Yes. So do we have a question from Bergen? Yeah, we actually, we're going to do more listener questions at the end of the episode. Those are the anonymous questions. Those are the anonymous questions. We have a... Although we know who asked those. Yes, we do. Today? Okay. Yes. Uh, We have a question. We mention Barry on the show all the time because she is one of our very best friends and she is proof of a higher being, in my opinion, because she is... Very, Perfect. so smart, yes. so funny. Yeah. She's Anybody just, that meets her just falls in love with her. Absolutely. And her awesome daughter, who I have never met but really want to meet, yeah. Berrigan, asked us a question. Her question was, and she's really into this yeah. paranormal ghost hunting stuff. So Berrigan's question to us was, how do you start a group? How do you pick people to be in the group? I tried to start one a while back and only got people who didn't commit. Uh, so that leads me to the next question of after picking who would work well, how do you nicely turn down people and how do you start getting investigations? So and my first question right off the bat is how old is Bergen? I'm not sure. She's early teens, mid teens. Because that could play a big part. Well, she in mentions how in there she, she mentioned in their legality this. too. So I yeah. mean that's if you have a friend that's younger than her. Or just she needs to be really careful. I mean, I I'm guessing Barry is sort of overseeing this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, it just concerns me thinking of someone who a, I'm a ass- young teenage I'm, I'm girl. I'm assuming you know? she would have. I'm assuming she would have responsible adults in the group yeah. with her. And I'm assuming Barry would even want to tag so. along. Yeah, but you know the, the, how you go about starting a group is one that there's really not an answer to because it. You know when we first started, we originally started in ECWPI, East Central Wisconsin Paranormal Investigations. 
and we all kind of got along. And I don't remember what happened, but like who we ended started up, the group. Yeah, well, Katie Kinter started the group. I'm still okay. friends with Katie. Uh, I think her and Matt kind of started the group, Matt yeah. Shank. Okay. And I don't remember exactly how it happened, but we ended up kind of splitting off into another group. And it's hard because when we, Mark, Rhonda, Krista, and I, no, Krista wasn't there. Mark, wasn't Rhonda, there Mark, Rhonda, and myself, who were in our EVP episode, were friends for a long time. So like we high knew, school. yeah. So we knew each other. So we were all comfortable together. And it was the JFK prep investigation where we met Barry. That it was just instant. Bam. We love this you girl. You met Barry at the JFK prep? Yes. I didn't know yes. that. That was the first time we met wow. Barry was at the JFK prep investigation. And so we just... So many reasons to love JFK prep. I know. And we just <laughs> instantly hit it off with her like crazy. Yeah. And then it was after that that we met you. And that was an instant, yeah. you know, instant connection. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is just getting lucky. And it's chemistry. Big a time. lot of it is chemistry. And chemistry goes a long way for making the investigations good because if you guys get along I feel like the better chemistry you have the more activity you might possibly get because I feel like if you don't have chemistry people's guard might be up and you need to there's just like there's a tension there's a a tension there that might not be really good for paranormal you don't want to be thinking about tension or you know yeah you don't want to be thinking about stuff not related to the no exactly so how would you suggest she get even get started though like Facebook, Craigslist. Not Craigslist. Maybe make a, a an application and ask really specific questions. Yes, yeah. I mean, an application would be good because you can kind of get a little bit of a feel for the person and, and what they're like. And you can look them up on CCAB. Yeah, that's make another sure thing. Make sure they're is, not a criminal. Yes, we won't go into that. <laughs> you need a birthday, first and last name. Yeah, really. We, we won't yeah. go into... We had some... We had an issue with We that. had issues Let's in our group with stuff. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, there were some people that we didn't get along with, and it wasn't that they were bad people. It was just that there was... They didn't click. We yeah. didn't click, you know? And mm-hmm. you want a group of people you feel like you click with, and it's... And I think it's okay to start out with three people. Yeah. A three-person, yeah. three- to four-person yeah. group. Safety in numbers, number one. But you don't need a group of, like, eight people. That's actually kind of a lot. Yeah. I would start No, small. I mean, I. that's one of the things that there's groups with, like, 20, 24 people, and it's like... You right. If you're investigating somebody's apartment, you can't have 24 people there. And is she is she maybe opposed to looking into joining an already established group? I kind of think she wants to start her own her group. Her own group, yeah, yeah. Which is which is a cool way to do it. But the only thing we can really tell you is to get people that are interested, and then just kind of feel them out and see who you are comfortable with, who you aren't comfortable with, and as far as how do you nicely turn people down. You just have to. I mean... Yeah. I would start with an application process. For real. Yeah. Put something out maybe on Facebook. I feel like Facebook is a really good um, venue for something like that. Yeah. Create an application so you can check into people's background. I'm totally serious about that. I'm super paranoid (laughs) and worried about her safety. Yeah. I'm sure Barry's on all of this already anyway, but that would be my suggestion. And then maybe once you get a group of people... Maybe arrange some kind of a meetup in a public place yes. with everyone, and you can kind of suss it out that way. And afterwards, say, "Hey, I'll you know I'll be thinking about it. I'll let you guys know after yeah. I have a chance to." Kind yeah, of go. and if there's somebody it that have to be face to face. No, if there's somebody you feel like you don't click with, just be honest and say, "Well, you know, we're we're 
I just feel like it wouldn't be necessarily good for right. us to be in the group with you. You know, it's it's yeah. hard. It's yeah. hard because you what don't want to. What would wanna, you want to hear? Yeah, what would you want to hear? How, what would somebody say, you know, how would you want to hear from someone that you just weren't right for the group that would make you walk away thinking, okay, that just wasn't a good fit and not like And feel, hurt their feelings right, without, exactly. not, without hurting their feelings. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Do it, but be honest. That's my only advice is be honest because that's right. the best way. So be honest and just tell them, like you said, we just don't feel like we click, mm-hmm. you know, basically. And as far as how you start getting investigations, I think get your name out there on social media, Facebook. Maybe create a website. Maybe create a website. If, if a client, a potential client has a website that they can go to and learn a little bit about you and the people in your group, have everybody create a little bio. That's what we did with our website. Yeah. I think that gives people peace of mind that they can actually do a little research on you before yeah. they let you come into their home or their I would start with a business. You know, don't start reaching out to people's whose private residences. No. No. I would start with a well known business in your area that is thought to be haunted and reach out to them. Yeah, ask them. And another important thing would be to network with other groups. Absolutely. But try to feel them out so like if you get to be friends with somebody in another group that would be ideal because there's groups out there where the people really aren't good people where they'll swoop in and they'll steal your investigations because they can when you want to agree with their methods and their ethics yeah things like that yeah so get to know other groups you get to be friends with other groups and maybe they'll have an investigation in your area that they can't go to and they'll be like, hey, can you guys, you know, right. we had a couple like that where it's totally. like, can you guys take care of this investigation? Because at the end of the day, it's not about yeah. having investigations to yourself. It's no. about helping the clients. The more investigations you do, the more your name will get out there. Sure. So it'll happen. It's not going to happen right off the bat. It's a, a slow, natural process, but it will happen that you'll start getting investigations. And be sure to invite Kurt and I, because we'd love to come with you. Yes, we would. <laughs> yeah, we would. We really want to meet you, Barry. Yeah, we We do. hope you can come sometime. Totally. But thank you for the questions. I mean, it's, it's I don't know if these were the best answers, but it's hard. Uh, we're you know, just it's just it's, from it's, our own experience. Yeah. We just, we're lucky that several people in our group just kind of immediately clicked. We're, we're such good friends. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and there wasn't like, meeting Krista, I don't even remember a time where it wasn't like, I really like this person. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was like an instant. Wow. Instant click. Yeah. It was like an instant click. So that's what you want. And that doesn't always happen, but when it does happen, it's, it's really good. That's awesome. So yeah. Thank you for the question. Yeah. Thanks Bergen. So Sherry excitedly texted me one day. I don't know where I was. I must've been off or it was on the weekend. She's like, I have your next taste test. And she sent me a photo of what we are going to taste today. It's Bumblebee Sensations Spicy Thai Chili Seasoned Tuna with crackers. As you can imagine, the spicy didn't exactly... Appeal to Kurt. Light me up with joy. But the thing is, if I know something is spicy, I'm prepared for it. Not like the, like I said, not like the pizza, the pepperoni jerky that snuck up and punched me in the junk. (laughs) Nobody likes getting their junk punched. No. So I'm going to take a picture from the side as well because... Oops. Whoops. <laughs> if she doesn't bust the container <laughs> open. dropping it on the keyboard. Let's make sure I didn't delete the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, because I keep joking that I feel like I'm about to eat cat food because it's in like this. It looks little, like Fancy Feast. It does like, look yeah. like Fancy Feast. My, my Felix would Please be don't jealous. have us taste test Fancy Feast. Yeah. Not going to happen. Actually, if they put it in a container and didn't tell us, maybe. Okay, whatever. Um, all right. Can't see it. It can't be that bad. <laughs> 
Have you ever seen the movie The Road? No. It's That's really the one good. that that uh, I think Dash put that on as his book. Oh, and I've never good. Se- I've never read the book and I've never seen the movie. There's a scene where there's quite a fuss over a can of dog food. And I also don't know if I think this is going to be really spicy because I think like a lot of mainstream brands say spicy and it's not really that spicy. This is way harder to open than cat food. But the thing is, as much as I bitch about spicy, uh, the sweet and spicy Doritos are my favorite Doritos. I've never had sweet and spicy Doritos. I didn't know it was a thing. Would you like me to serve you an hors d'oeuvre? Would you serve me an hors d'oeuvre, please? Yes. Only if you eat it with your little pinky up. <laughs> I, I made that sound like you have. Oh, there's a chili pepper in there. <laughs> <laughs> there is. It's like right on top. I'm gonna put that whole thing on your. Cra- I am wow. not eating that I chili. I have to take a picture of that. I am not eating that chili pepper. I will sulk. This could be so spicy. <laughs> well, if I, if I maybe if I don't have the chili pepper, give me like the half of the can that the chili pepper juice didn't taint. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> Okay. It just got real. It, shit just got. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Stuff just got real. Okay, ready? Ooh, it totally looks like cat food. It smells like good. I'm 100% serious. I love tuna. How much do you want? Is like that enough? I'll throw a little more on there. I'm a growing boy. Can I just place it gently? Sure, place it gently. I love tuna. Uh, people at work. I do too. People at work kind of look at me funny sometimes because I eat packets of tuna right out of the packet. I just I, love it. I buy the. Um, they come in. It's a packet. Yes, yeah, a pouch. The sun dried tomato and olive oil. I've never had that one. I actually like the spicy tuna one. Okay. Uh, my friend Nikki told me to try it, and I tried it, and I was like, "Ooh, this is actually really good." All right, I'm scooping. I'm scooping some tuna onto this cracker. I don't think this is going to be that spicy. I got my Mountain Dew throwback. Right over here. I got iced tea. Within reach. Are you doing one bite or two? I'm just going to do one bite. One bite because it'll spill all I'm over. I'm going all in. Okay, you ready? I am ready. Let's do this. Mm, first bite is really good. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's Ritz crackers, number one, which I love. Oh, Ooh, there's God. some heat. There's some heat. There's a little bit of heat, but it's really not bad. Would you like another? Yeah, that's actually. Oh, it's got, it's like a throat burn. It's not yeah. a mouth burn. It's actually really good. It's delicious. Thanks, Sherry. Yeah, thank you, Sherry. Okay, the heat's building a little bit. Oh, yeah. I love that, though. This okay. is Honestly, this is like the perfect amount of heat because it's a little spicy. There's a little bit of heat. And now it's already dying. But it's not obnoxious. So, thank funny you. Funny side story. My husband's kind of a wump. A wump. A wump? He's a wump. <laughs> He's a bit of a wimp when it comes to heat, or at least he used to be. And we bought this... Um, artisanal beer salsa <laughs> spicy like it was hot i'm like i don't know babe that's what i call him we call each other babe that's i'm like cute. can you handle this and he put it back on the i'm like oh you big wuss so he's like all right we'll buy it we ate it and i thought it was too are hot. you serious <laughs> he ended up eating most of it himself i actually really like this i did not expect to like it this much but i really do mm-hmm. the amount of spice in there is perfect it's not overwhelmingly spicy, but there's spice. Well, and the Ritz cracker has like a little sweetness to it. This I would actually like buy. Really this I think I would actually buy to eat at work. I actually really like this. Yeah, that's delicious. Yeah, and I didn't even need a drink. So it's no. obviously not that bad. No. Do you want the rest of that over by you? Yeah. All right. I did just eat Subway, so. Thank I you so to. much. Yeah. Sherry, you're the bomb. You are the bomb. We're, we we um, approve of you picking out future snacks for us to try. Yeah. That's really good. 
I'm not eating this chili pepper, though. Oh, also, just as an aside, mm-hmm. the most overrated band ever, in my opinion, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I, we can't be friends. I know. You posted that on Facebook. And I, I was absolutely like, I, adore the Chili Peppers. No, the uh, Under the Bridge is okay, but I think they are, I think them, and this is probably going to get me some hate mail from... Uh, me? No. I'm going to send it's, you This is going to get me some hate mail from listeners, but the three most overrated bands, in my opinion, are yeah, the Red Hot Chili Peppers... ACDC. Agreed. I hate them. And Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Led I Zeppelin love Led have, Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin have a couple good songs, but I think they're Ramble kind of on. overrated. But my number one overrated group is Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, my God. I don't know if we can be friends now. Did you know that Flea? You know who Flea is, yeah, right? I know who Flea is. He is a trained jazz trumpet player. Uh, Flea's talented as hell. <laughs> so I'm, they're I'll all give really talented. Yeah. But I just... Have you ever seen the drum off between Will Ferrell and Chad Smith, the no. drummer? No. Okay. They look like twins. You have... People, I posted on Facebook, so just go to my page. There is a Will Ferrell um, video. Will Ferrell. (sighs) Jimmy Fallon video of them having a drum off, and it is so funny because they really look ridiculously similar. They are (laughs) doppelgangers 100%. I like this tuna. Again, we are no longer friends, by the way. Oh, well, whatever. I have had a love affair with the Chili Peppers since I was in, like, junior high. So overrated. No. The Spice Girls had more talent. Than you the- don't understand the Chili Peppers in one way, shape, or form. Whatever. And the only reason I thought of it is because of the big honking Chili Pepper that's sitting And the fact there. that we listened to it all the way here. Is that what we were listening to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I shouldn't have told you that. And I should have put no. on a song you didn't know. Okay, and- I really like this. Who sings this? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Damn, why did I tell you that? Okay. We're over on our allotted 15 sorry, minutes of sorry, listeners. pre-show banter. Hey, we're going to be gone for a month, so you guys... Suck it up. Suck up the banter. Eat it up. <laughs> Eat it up like I'm eating this spicy tuna. <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's <laughs> something really perverse about that. So who's going to go first for our mini mysteries today? You. I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how much I like this. Yeah, it's delicious. Oh, I was going to look at the... We need more Ritz crackers. So... Just quickly, the serving size is one can, and does that also include the crackers? 110 calories, 10 carbs, 16 grams of protein. That's another reason I love tuna is because you get a Mm -hmm. a big chunk of protein in a small serving. Oh, and the crackers are different, so that's 80 calories. So altogether, it's 190 calories for the crackers and the... That's a really good snack. What are you giving this for a rating? I'm giving it a 10. I'm giving it a 9. Oh, I did not expect to like it this much, but I'm like... I like, love spicy. I love crunchy. I, I love generally savory. don't like spicy, but this is mm. really, really good. It's the perfect amount of spice. Like and I still not have not had a drink, and I'm basically licking the can out. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Whew. All right. Yeah, you can go first. Uh, I just want to say that it was kind of amazing that... Oh, right. The people who guessed it? Yes. They guessed it like within minutes of you posting those pictures, right? I think it was. That's what I'm actually looking at right now. Okay, we posted our teaser picture. No, oh, it doesn't say what exact time, but it was within a minute after I posted that that Josh Carpenter said, Is it bad that I know the right pick is the Solway Firth Spaceman? Nice. LOL. And then a minute after that, Shane Oshazanik, who is one of my real life friends and listens to the show, and he's just a good, good guy said light pick is the Paulding light. And it was like within two minutes they got those. So it's like, wow, I have to make those harder next time. 
Yeah. I expected. I knew, I, I knew mine was going to be easy. I kind of knew mine was too. A weird Mandela effect with me with that picture is that I would have bet all the money I have that the girl was holding a doll. I remember her holding a doll. I don't remember. Really? Yes, like a little Barbie. And I remember what it looked like. I remember the pose the doll was in. So when I looked at the picture and she had flowers, I was like, what the hell? I could have sworn she was holding a doll. Mm, That's interesting. So that's just strange. Another Mandela effect. Oh, there was another Ritz cracker. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just eating that plane. Speaking of Mandela effect, just real quick. Jim, my husband, got all excited. I don't know how this came up. I was talking about the podcast with him. He's like, did you hear that Bruno Mars song? He says something about smooth like a fresh jar of Jiffy. And I was like, what are you talking about? I listened to it and he says smooth like a fresh jar of Skippy. But I love that my husband <laughs> somehow like got misheard Jiff. that and thought it was Jiffy and got really excited that that's there was like awesome. a weird Mandela effect song on the radio. So now that's I hear that song all the time. Oh, it's smoother than a fresh jar. But yeah, huge shout out to Josh and Shane for ruining our little tease <laughs> yeah. right away. Jerks. You're, we love you. We're, <laughs> we're, I was going to say, we're banning you guys from the group. <laughs> oh, sorry. But no, Crystal loves you. <laughs> we so can do that. You guys can stay on. Oh, okay. we're, we're in rare form tonight. We are. <laughs> Maybe it's because it's Friday. It's Friday. I'm kind of crabby it's today. It's Friday the 13th. It is Did Friday the 13th. That? Yes. Yes. Hmm. We've had a lot dun, of Friday dun, dun. the 13th lately, I feel. Like, more than usual. Really? I think so. It Wasn't it just like Friday the 13th a couple it's weeks ago? It's usually like predetermined how many we're going to I know, but wasn't it just like Friday the 13th a couple weeks ago? Because I was I watching Jason on TV all day. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I wouldn't have noticed unless someone else had pointed it out to me. So. Oh. I don't know. So okay. I pointed it out to you. Okay. That's why you had to stand in so many lines today. If that's the worst thing that happens to you, I think we're good. That's knock, true. Knock on wood. Very quietly. Okay, sh- you want me to go first? Yes. All right, people so today... Get to, people get to listen to me yap all the time. <laughs> they can listen to you now. I just make witty comments every once in a while. You do. Um, so <laughs> we're Mini Mysteries is the topic tonight. Yes. So we each picked a topic... And mine didn't have nearly as much information as I was hoping for, <laughs> so this might mine's, be kind of... Mine's actually pretty... Quick. Mine's going to not be quite as long as I, I expected it to be longer. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I can't resist that. Okay. So I'm going to be talking about the Paulding Light. Uh, a lot of you from Wisconsin or the surrounding states have probably heard of this. I've known about the Paulding Light for many years because, of course... It's something that's within driving distance, so... And we've never seen it. I know, right? Yeah, we'll see about that now. Hmm. All right. (laughs) The Paulding Light, which is also known as the Lights of Paulding, or the Dog Metal Light, can be seen in a wooded valley just outside of Paulding, Michigan, which is in the UP. The first recorded sighting of the light was by a group of teenagers in 1966 who actually reported the light to the local sheriff. Since then, the phenomena has attracted countless visitors and thrill seekers. I say, quote unquote, because I don't know how thrilling it is to just stand in the woods and wait for a light to appear. It's still cool. I totally want to do it. I totally want to do it, too. (laughs) I'm not sure thrilling is the term I would use. Um, But even to this day, people from all over the world come to witness the mysterious light. So while I was researching the light, I found a TripAdvisor, Things to Do in Paulding, Michigan page, right? Yeah. And some of the comments were pretty good, and I thought I'd read one of them. So this is from middle-aged mom 12. So she says, local legend says that the ghost of a railroad brakeman haunts the area, carrying his lantern and shining it as a warning light every night. 
he met his untimely death at the spot where the light appears. So she says, it doesn't have to be completely dark to witness this wonder. We were there right at sundown and were able to view it without a problem, as it is bright. It appeared for a minute or so, then faded away. Then a few minutes later, it reappeared again, always in the same spot. Sometimes it appeared to be reddish or twinkling. It will not fail to appear unless visibility is really poor due to fog or snow, etc. Um, but it's impossible to time its appearance as there is no real regular pattern to it. The real mystery is figuring out where to go to see it since there aren't many clear directions. So she goes on to give directions, which I am going to read. I always wondered if there were like signs to where you're supposed no. to go to see it. <laughs> I don't think so. But it's kind of a touristy thing. You think they yeah. would? Do you think they would want to promote that? I would think to so get too. People to come there and see it. So she says, "Oh, and I need you to read something on here because I, I don't know how to read coordinates. I'm not good at that." Um, on Highway 58, about four miles south of Paulding, Michigan, is a logging road which is unpaved, called Robbins Pond Road. It takes you west of the highway a little way. Follow it to the right slash north to a place where you will see a low barricade and probably at least a couple of other cars. The low barricade marks the end of the dirt road that was old Highway 58. That's where you want to be. When you get to the barricade, look north. You'll see utility lines. And I'm sure if you know about the Paulding Light, you've seen the photos. Seen the photos of the utility it's lines like going down. It's like a clearing, yep. a straight clearing yep. of utility lines in the middle of the You can kind of see that in our in our teaser picture. You can yeah. see the light down a little in the middle. Bit, yeah. yeah. Um, she said, the road goes north. Okay, where did I leave off? You'll see utility lines and poles along another portion of unpaved road that presumably was also part of old Highway 58 once. The road goes north up a rather steep hill, dividing rows of pine trees. If you look at the top of the hill on its right side, or east, you will see the mystery light appear and disappear through the night. So I wanted to mention, though, because another commenter said it's not on Robin's Pond Road. Oh, great. <laughs> so, Send people there to watch nothing. So that you should use the exact coordinates on your GPS to find it. So listeners, if you want to get your pen and paper, I wrote down the GPS coordinates. Can you read that, though? Because I'm going to say it wrong and people are going to end up in, like, you know, Georgia. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got that off of Wikipedia. That is not what I'm used to for coordinates. There's the, li- the last digits are always three, so I have no idea. Shoot. This is what it is. But that's not the coordinates that I'm used to. All right, this isn't the exact <laughs> way to read these, but the coordinates for the Paulding Light is latitude 46 21 4.79 north and longitude negative 89 10 26.10 west thank you mr geocaching the geocaching coordinates are nothing totally like this different. it's always da 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 that's funny okay so now that you have the coordinates guys go at your own risk just saying Bring us with you because I want to see these things. Yeah, I do too. Okay, so middle-aged mom, 12, had mentioned the folklore regarding the ghost lantern. Some of the other folklore surrounding the light include a story which claims that the light is the ghost of a slain mail courier, while another says that it is the ghost of an Indian dancing on the power lines that run through the valley. Other explanations include swamp gas. or (laughs) Swamp gas is always an explanation (laughs) for everything. Or car headlights, which less... Let's face it, that's probably the most plausible explanation, yeah. right? Yep. So the the Paulding Light has been featured on Ripley's Believe It or Not. Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries and Fact or Faked Paranormal Files, which oh, I, I watched know, that I episode. Know, really? I didn't mm-hmm. know that it was on there. So I'm going to talk about that episode for a bit. Okay. 
So just kind of an aside, I was a big fan of that show. I watch all the paranormal themed shows with a healthy dose of skepticism, of course, but I liked how they approached their investigations. Why did I like the show? Because Jael was in it. (laughs) I love Jael. Jael from Destination True. Yes, I adore Jael. I'll watch just about anything Josh Gates is in. Jael, she was in another show besides like highway paranormal it was she was in some other paranormal show yeah Hmm. there was a paranormal highway that jack osborne was in yeah i saw that interesting okay did you see that new one just as an aside mary uh mary meyer our new listener thank you mary she uh snapchatted me this morning about the guy that's a taxi driver but he's a psychic what? yeah so he picks it's it's like cash cab but with a psychic and he picks up people and Ask him how things are going, and then he, when they're like, "Well, this is going on, this is going on," and he tells them what the dead people. It was really weird. Wow, that'd yeah. be crazy, actually. Yeah. It's called Psychic Cab or something okay. like that. I've never heard of this. Yeah. Interesting. So, just a quick synopsis of how the show works for those who haven't seen it. It's a group of investigators with a variety of specialties. Like one was a, like a professional FBI agent. One used to be an FBI yeah, agent. Yeah, the lead investigator was a former FBI agent, which to me lends a lot of credibility to yeah. the show. Um, they so it'd be a group of people with a variety of specialties, and they would meet to view videos that had been I I don't know if they were discovered online or. People would send them videos, either the people who took them or, you know, they found them on. I think a lot were from YouTube. Um, They would talk about the video and watch it as a group and would often immediately be able to debunk it. They would see like CG, really obvious CGI or like edit points in the video where it's like if it's been edited, then it's not, you know, even worth looking into. Yeah. Um, so I love the beginning part of the show where they showed yeah. all they each picked a YouTube clip that they wanted to investigate. Right, and, and everybody else some of them were cheesy. Shut it down right away. I remember they did the Nightcrawler. The, yes, the Nightcrawler. And someone thing. just posted about that. On yeah, the because Strangers. I want to have an episode about the Nightcrawler stuff because yeah, the Nightcrawler thing it creeps me out. The and Nightcrawler. I don't think they were able to recreate the no, Nightcrawler. No, they weren't. They tried a bunch of different things, like having it on a string and all yeah. that stuff. And the Nightcrawlers yeah, yeah. legitimately like creep me out. So I want to have that in an episode in the near future. I love that. That's a good topic. So. um so eventually they would narrow it down to two different videos and then the group would split into, I think there were like five people because one team would always have like three and one team would have two. I think so. Um, and they'd go their separate ways and half the episode they would be investigating one video, the other half was the other. And I just really like how they approached it in that they would try to come up with all these different experiments and ways to recreate what was seen on the video. Yeah. And if they were able to really easily recreate it, they would, t- I mean, they would cover all the bases. They would do a paranormal investigation as well. But yeah. at the end of the day, most of them, if they could recreate it, they called it a hoax. The only fate. one I remember really clearly off the top of my head is where there was the video of the person in the bed and it seemed levitating? like they completely, or yeah. like they disappeared. Oh, disappeared. I saw one but where I they saw levitated. the levitating one too. And I think they basically came out and said, you guys fake this. Yeah. You know, they basically I think accused they them of faking it. almost admitted it yeah. too. Yeah. I loved that show. I really miss that show actually. I hate when people fake stuff and claim it. To be real. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? I don't know. You're just trying to get attention. So the Paulding Light was one of the episodes that they deemed worthy to investigate, of course. And they tried everything from driving a car on that highway and trying to be able to pinpoint which car was theirs. They flew a plane over the area with a spotlight. And nothing they did was able to recreate the actual light. And they saw the light, so they knew what it was supposed to look like. So they actually, and they conducted an EVP session, but I don't recall if they caught any EVPs. But they ended up deeming it unexplained. So, of course, I was pretty excited. 
after watching that episode because I've always wanted to go see it. And because of the way they approached the investigation, I thought, well, this is pretty credible. Um, But there are people who claim to have proven that there's nothing mysterious or paranormal about the Paulding Light. So I'm going to read portions of an article from Michigan Tech. And the title is, Just in Time for Halloween, (laughs) Michigan Tech Students Solve the Mystery of the Paulding Light. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know how, per, how to, this last guy's name is spelled B-O-S. I'm going to call him Boss <laughs> just because that's how I think it's pronounced. So Jeremy Boss, a Ph.D. candidate student in electrical engineering at Michigan Technology University, organized an investigation of the Paulding Lake mystery, working with students in the university's student chapter of SPIE, and that's S-P-I-E, a professional society devoted to the study of optics and photonics, Last May, the group was looking for a project that would be both fun and educational, and Boss thought, what about the Paulding Light? Yeah. So before I go further, midway through the article, the author cautions people who really want to believe that the Paulding Light is paranormal, just stop here. Don't read the rest of the article because you're going to be disappointed. (laughs) And I was pretty disappointed. Yep. (laughs) So... uh, The first step was a road trip out to the site to view the light, which appeared as anticipated... And then on their next trip, they brought a telescope. And so I saw pictures, and there's a YouTube video, But too. haven't people brought telescopes in the past? But this is like the kind of telescope... Like the star that you look at. ...that you can view craters on the moon that you can with. Look it's at, like, that you, you can know, look at Uranus with. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> if you were on the moon, you could see Uranus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is what? What would you say? The 10 inches in diameter? I mean, it's a big... It's not like the kind of thing you spot your neighbor no, with. It's, it's like, like a, uh, for you, seeing you, planets and... Yes, it's an astronomical type telescope. Um, so they brought this telescope with them. And the students saw through the scope dot, dot, dot headlights on a car traveling down the highway. Dope. So that's all very well and good. Uh, and a non-scientist might simply conclude that the Pauling light was no more mysterious than a 1998 pickup truck and call a day, but they wanted to do more. So they actually went to the stretch of highway where the light originated, but didn't, didn't, they tried fact, that on factor. Fake didn't they like, actually block off the highway they so did. people couldn't go on it they and they still saw the lights and they, yeah. And they couldn't see, or the light that they saw from their car was nothing like the Paulding light. Oh, so, they actually, through the scope, saw an adopt a highway sign that they could see behind the quote unquote Paulding light. So they actually were able to locate that specific adopt a highway sign yeah. via Google Maps. Yeah. So they knew exactly yeah. where to go. So they sent team member Bill Norcus out to that spot on highway on US 45, and he recorded when vehicles passed the spot they'd seen in the telescope. Meanwhile, the students stayed in Paulding, logging the light appearances of the Paulding light. Sure enough, every time the light appeared, a car drove by that very spot. Man. So, and and that's interesting because they talk, people who see it talk about how it changes colors. And headlights are not all the same color. No. Some are kind of that blue color. Yeah. What is that? They're like, I can't think of what those are called. Yeah, the halogen. Some are kind of yellowish. Some are white. Yep. Um, So... Then they created the light themselves. They, when the spy member drove his vehicle along US 45. So its passage correlated exactly with Paulding light appearances. Bill put on his hazards and we saw the flashing yellow lights. Oh, man. And there is video and also photos looking through the scope. And 
it clearly it's clearly cars on a highway and and from the naked eye it looks like the paulding light what everybody sees and when you look through the scope it's cars on a highway so it said the students will also use a spectrograph to characterize the light from both the headlights and the paulding light based on the evidence so far they expect them to be identical so this article is actually from 2010 there must be some kind of update i wasn't able to find it though it wasn't in any of my research so as if that weren't enough, the group also conducted atmospheric modeling along US-45. So heat rising off the pav- pavement may sometimes contribute to the light's distortion. On the flip side... Yeah, like how you see the shimmering, exactly. what looks like water on the road ahead of you when the heat is, is totally. radiating Things off the asphalt. Totally. Things seem to asphalt. move. Yep. And it can probably cause color changes, too. Yep. So on the flip side, an inversion layer in the line of sight between the road and the paulding light viewing spot may also create a very stable air, which could account for the light's visibility. Because people say, how, how can you see four and a half miles away? And it's the atmosphere just happens to be just right. But what about the impressive multicolored lights that are sometimes reported? And why does the light seem to move around? Quote, and this is boss again. I think that the occasional spectacular lights happen when a cop pulls someone over. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) It's such a like dumb moment, you know? He attributes (laughs) the perceived movement to an optical illusion. Without a frame of reference, objects often seem to drift about the horizon. In addition, that section of US 45 is on a hill. The lights rise, fall, and stop as vehicles go up and down the hill. They change in intensity as drivers brighten and dim their lights, meeting oncoming traffic. Hello. Finally, Boss notes that the first Paulding light sightings were reported shortly after that particular stretch of highway was rerouted. Visitors to Robbins Pond Road, a popular makeout spot, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> started talking about the lights in the 1960s, like I mentioned earlier in the episode. The students plan to present their work at an upcoming spy meeting. I love that they call themselves spies. I just think that's fun. <laughs> it is cool. But no matter how airtight their explanations, Boss has discovered that some people prefer not to be confronted with the evidence. Quote, we've been told we haven't seen the real Paulding light. And I watched a YouTube video um, that you can see if you just Google it, that some people claim that the real light hasn't been seen in over three years. Really? Which I don't I know I could have how... sworn that there were experiments where they closed the highway so there were no cars and people still saw the light. Well, and they said, and maybe he mentions it in here. There's but... other areas around the country that have this too, though. I think have the light. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you Google this, you'll get other search yeah. options for other states that yeah. have a mysterious yeah. light. That's what you and I should do is travel around the country and Researching mysterious research lights. mysterious lights. I'm game. Okay. Um, so he says, I've been out there 15 times, hours at a time in the heat, the cold and the rain. And it's always the same. We were there Monday with a man who saw the headlights on our computer and absolutely refused to believe it. He gets a little boss says he gets a little irritated with people who should know better, who repeat the Pauling light and say, well, they repeat the fact that it's quote unquote unexplained. Yeah. He says, we're not the first people who have come to this conclusion. A paranormal investigation team came out here in the 1980s and showed that it was headlights. <laughs> you don't hear about that, though. No, you don't. That's no, because you don't, want, you don't want that you don't to not be true. You, know? <laughs> know. you want it to be something unexplained and cool. Yeah. So I was disappointed to read this because now it seems kind of pointless to go out there. Um, but like I said, you can look this up on YouTube or Google Paulding Light. You'll find the link to this article and to the videos and photos I kind of want to be one of those stubborn people who (laughs) refuses to believe the evidence, especially after 
that factor fake show because I, I really did like that show. I, I just liked how they approached it. But you, you know, all paranormal shows. But have you to would be. think over the years somebody would be like, that's just headlights. That's obviously just headlights. And so many people right. didn't think it was headlights yeah. that it almost makes me think that it's possibly not the headlights. I, I think it's one of those things like I, I go back and forth. I've been going back and forth since I discovered this information. I still want to see it for myself. I do, too. <laughs> you know, I do, too. You um, and I really need to go there sometime and do this. Yeah, I agree. <coughs> so what do you think, Kirk? Ghostly lantern, swamp gas, aliens or Bigfoot? Those are your only options. Go. Uh, <laughs> I don't Bigfoot. get I don't get car. It's as definitely an option. Bigfoot. No. If it's if I don't get car as an option, I think it's a ghost. I think it's a ghostly thing. Okay. Possibly a a residual haunting of something. You know, like they said, somebody carrying a lantern or the Indian dancing on the (laughs) the wires. I don't know. I don't know. But not Bigfoot. I don't know. No, it's not Bigfoot. Bigfoot. No. Damn. Why would Bigfoot have a light? Because he's big. He can see without a light. Can he? I think How so. How do you know that? I don't know. Maybe he walks around with a torch. He might. Really, really big torch. He might. So I, part of me wants to th- say it's cars, but part of there's another part of me that doesn't believe that. that it's just such a logical explanation. It is. It is. But that that's. But it's the fact that it's such a logical explanation that makes me think that it's why not, wasn't it? Yeah. Why yeah. did why you know? I think you and I would. See we need something, to get a and telescope. we'd be like, "That's a headlight. That's headlights." You we know, need but to if bring it's... something like a telescope, or yeah, I think it would yeah. have to be a telescope. I don't think binoculars are going to do it. It's four and a half miles away. I think it's possible it is headlights, but I'm not ready to say with 100 percent right. certainty that it's headlights. Yeah, I want to see it with my own eyes. Yeah. Road trip. Definitely. All right, all right li- strangers. What do you think? Have you, if you're a listener and you've seen it. I mean, we must yeah, have definitely. If you've been to the Paulding <laughs> Lights, let us know. Yeah, we would love to. Or what do you think about it? Are you going to go check it out? I mean, if you're in Wisconsin, it really is just probably a few hour drive, a few hours drive, depending on where you live. So. I just can't. I just don't want to believe it's something as simple no, as that. And over the years, nobody was like, "Hey, I think it's just a headlight." <laughs> you know, because <laughs> right. people are fascinated by these lights. So yeah, I agree. So right, that was Kurt. that was Krista harshing our buzz with the. <laughs> right. I think Kurt's probably going to harsh more. Uh, I was just going to say, I kind of wish he would have had one that wasn't so. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, because I don't, not given any spoilers, but not sure mine's any different. <laughs> okay. So my, I don't know a lot about this, so I'm kind of My story that you guys saw on, on Facebook is the story of the Solway Firth Spaceman. And the the main reason I did this, and you know this, and this still weirds me out, is that one day I was I was sitting down and I was thinking what oh, yeah. I was thinking what mini mystery should I do because I had a couple different ones bouncing around in my head that I still want to do. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden I was I this popped in my head. I'm like, you know, I I should do the Solway Firth Spaceman because I think that would be a good one. And literally the exact moment that I was thinking that our listener and friend Dash Messaged me on Facebook and he said, "Hey, I think you guys should do a story on the Solway Firth Spaceman." And, and I was, I it takes that's a not lot. The first time he's done that, no, right? it's, no, because our filler episode that we're saving for a stormy day or whatever, I had just gotten done researching it, and he messaged and said, "Hey, you guys should look into this." That's crazy. Yeah, so I mean, it takes a lot to like actually really, really stun me, but it stunned me when he texted, he messaged me that when I was literally thinking about doing the Solway Firth Spaceman. And he and that's, said that's, that that happened. Yeah, he says him. it's happened quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So 
that just kind of blew my mind that's that he cool. did that. And that's kind of a, a specific. It's extremely specific. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm really into the paranormal and I don't know a whole lot yeah. about this. So that just really weirded me out that he said that the yeah. moment I was thinking it. So I thought that was really awesome. So now it's Very like, all right, cool. now we have to do it. So Dash, that was awesome. This one's for you. Okay. On May 23rd, 1964, fireman Jim Templeton went on an outing with his wife, Annie, and their two daughters, Elizabeth and Francis. They went to the Berg Marsh in Cumbria, overlooking the Solway Firth, which is an inlet of water forming part of the border between England and Scotland. The couple decided to get some photos of their youngest daughter, five-year-old Elizabeth, wearing her new dress. In a BBC interview, Templeton stated, quote, we went on a normal outing and picked our spot. We sat down and I said, now I'll get some photos of you with the new dress on, never expecting this to happen. The this that Templeton is referring to is the photograph he took that has puzzled people for the last 50 years. Uh, by the time I, air, I have this up, I'm going to have the, the actual photo okay. in the Strangers group and in the Strange Sessions Facebook Do you have page. one here? Because I want to be able to look at it. Yeah. Okay. Not right now. Okay. <laughs> Kurt just gave me I'm this. Tr- I'm trying to like, how am I going like, to turn my computer around? What am I going to do? Right now. Right <laughs> now. In the photograph, and it'll be on in a Facebook group. You guys will be able to see it. I'm sure some of you already know the photograph because right. a lot of people have seen it. In the photograph, his daughter is posed sitting on the grass and holding flowers. When he collected the processed film, the shop assistant said, quote, that's a marvelous color film, but who's the big fellow? Templeton looked at the photo and was stunned. Templeton said, quote, I took three pictures of my daughter Elizabeth in a similar pose and was shocked when the middle picture came back from Kodak, displaying what looks like a spaceman in the background. And indeed, in the famous Solway Firth spaceman pic, there is what seems to be a human figure wearing what looks like a spacesuit standing behind the girl. Up until his death in November 2011, Templeton swore that the figure was not in the background while the pictures were being taken. He claims the only other people in the marsh that day, apart from his wife and daughters, were two old ladies sitting in a car at the far end, three to four hundred yards away. Soon after the image was published in newspapers, Templeton was visited by two mysterious men in black who asked him to come along with them and show them the exact area where the events took place. Templeton said that he had asked the two men for identification, and they briefly flashed ID badges at him, which he said only showed some kind of crest and had the word security written on it. Templeton went on to say that the men said they worked for the government and that they were only identified by number, and they called themselves number nine and number 11. Men in black. Men in black. The men drove a black Jaguar, and Templeton got into the car with them to bring them to the location. Their obvious lack of knowledge of the area and inability to pronounce local names led Templeton to conclude that they weren't local people. After directing the men to the site where the photographs were taken, the two men began to question him about the weather that day and what the wildlife in the area seemed to be doing the day that the photo was taken. On being taken to the exact spot where the picture had been shot, they said, quote, this is where you saw the large man, the alien? Templeton said that when... He explained to them that he had not actually seen the figure at the time. It was only after the picture was developed. The men began to pressure him to admit that the photo was a hoax. When he refused to say that he had hoaxed the photo, the two men became angry, got into their car, and drove away, leaving Templeton to walk five miles back to his house. Big move, men in black. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, as an aside, 
our last episode was about the men in black. Mm-hmm. No weird men in black since we put that out. So apparently they're not interested in us. They yeah, don't right. want to threaten us. Or they know not to mess with us. Or they know not to mess with us. That's what it is. They're scared of us. Right? Yeah, they're scared of the, the truth. Be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, he, Templeton ended up having to walk back home five miles because they ditched him. That'll learn him. Yeah, that'll show him. Vicious men in black will take you out somewhere and dump you. <laughs> in September 1964, Templeton dismissed the two men as frauds, saying, quote, it all looks like a leg pull to me. I'm sure the men were not security agents. It is thought that he may have been trying to downplay the strange visit, however. David Clark, author of the book Britain's Extraordinary Files, interviewed him in 2001, and Templeton confided in him that he firmly believed the men in black were indeed sent by the British government. Templeton took the photograph and the negative to Kodak so they could check the original and to see if it had been manipulated in any way or was some kind of photographic error. All of Kodak's tests showed that the photograph was authentic and it had not been manipulated. Kodak even offered a prize of free movies for life to the person who managed to prove otherwise, but nobody was able to prove the image was faked. Wow. Or did they, is that stuff, offer still stand? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, damn. A year later, in 1965, Templeton returned to the marsh to take some more photographs, but when he handed them over to the same developer, they were returned with a note saying that his film couldn't be processed. What? I don't know. That's kind of weird. Yeah. And that's basically the story. Okay. That is the story. And there's two theories, of course. Theory number one, there really is a strange slash otherworldly slash paranormal figure that does appear in the photo. Okay. And the visit by the men in black is weird. Sure. You know, but if it happened, happened, you know, and that kind of gives, it kind of makes it possible that it was something, something if he did truly get visited by these men in black. Right. And the thing is, he he didn't seem to really embellish a lot of stuff like he was trying to fake anything. So mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been out of place for him to fake saying that he got a visit from the men in black. Although that's a pretty big embellishment, actually. That is a, that is a pretty big <laughs> embellishment, but I can't see him doing that for some hmm. reason. I don't okay. think, I don't think, because he didn't really go out of his way to make a ton of claims and say, oh, the guy, the spaceman chased my wife and I around and stuff. He could have made it like <laughs> right. a lot weirder, yeah. but he didn't. So I just kind of can't see him embellishing that. Okay. So the, the fact that the men in black supposedly did appear to ask him about what they called the alien kind of could lead to that there was something there. Sure. And oh, another I'll thing bite. is that in Australia, a technician who worked on the proposed launch of a Blue Streak missile in Woomera, South Australia, just days after Templeton took the photo, said that the figure in the photo bore a remarkable resemblance to two large figures that had strayed into the launch area, causing the launch to be aborted. To add to the mystery, the Blue Streak had been built at Royal Air Force Base Spadedum in Cumbria, a few miles away from where Templeton's picture had been taken. So they're saying two mysterious. They're saying figures two mysterious figures came wandered out, onto ca- the wandered onto the uh, launch, launch area, and they said that the guy in the picture that Templeton took looked exactly like well, what they saw in the launch area. Well, that's interesting because now you have someone completely yeah. unrelated yep. to your story, a credible source. Yep. And like it said, to add to the mystery, the the missile had been built less than a mile away from where he had taken the picture, hmm. which is kind of strange. Yeah. On a 1996 BBC show called Tales of the Paranormal, 
Templeton said that the Australian technicians had claimed that the figures were, quote, exactly the same type of man, same dress, same figure, same size as in the original photograph. However, research shows that there were two aborted missile launchers at Woomera around the time the photo was taken. The first, on May 25th, was halted due to bad weather, and the second, on June 2nd, was aborted due to a systems fault. There are no reports of strange men seen anywhere. Would that be the official report, I don't know. Though? That's the thing. That Is that, would you put that in the report, that there were like two weird spacesuited? Probably space not. Yeah, probably not. Uh, one theory suggests that an alien spacecraft had landed near them and that both the ship itself and the aliens were protected by some sort of cloaking device, which made them imperceptible to humans, but apparently not cameras. <laughs> right. So there's that. And there's also time travelers, that they were us from the future. Okay. Of course, that's in there. Sure. And other people think that it was perhaps a psychic projection from the girl. Hmm. I like that theory, actually. Yeah. So those no are those are the <laughs> weird that there was something actually there theories. Okay. Big theory number two, there's nothing strange in the photo. It's all easily explainable. Okay. I'm in ready. 2014, UFO author David Clark explained that the mysterious figure standing behind Jim's daughter was most likely Templeton's wife, Annie, who was present at the time and was seen on other photographs that were taken that day. He says, quote, I think for some reason his wife walked into the shot and he didn't see her because with that particular style of camera, you could only see 70% of what was in the shot through the viewfinder. Annie Templeton was wearing a pale blue dress on the day in question, which was for some reason overexposed as white in the other photos, and she also had dark bobbed hair. It has been argued that when using photo software to darken the image and straighten the horizon, the figure increasingly appears to be a regular feminine person viewed from behind. Hmm. Templeton, however, swears that when he took the photo, his wife was standing behind him with his other daughter. However, there is another photo where his wife is kneeling by Elizabeth picking flowers while Elizabeth is arranging them in the little bouquet, and you can see that her dress is kind of washed out in the photos. Do you, are there photos? Yes, I got okay. one right here. I'm going to show you. And this will be up right in now? the... Right now? Are you going to show me right now? This will be up, <laughs> this will be up in the group, too. <laughs> okay. So the one on the left is the original photo, and the one on the right is the color edited one. Okay. And I'm you ready. can pretty much see clear as day that it is his wife. Okay. Oh, sorry. I just banged my... Oh. <laughs> you can see the hair. You can see her arms. From where the her back. Sh- yeah. It's her from the like back. Like she is standing behind looking back away. Uh, so her hair looks like <laughs> some kind of a helmet the, in because the Because her hair is bobbed photo. in the back. Her hair... Looks like a helmet. With even like a face? Yes. Ma- like yes. glass Because face. of the black <sighs> in the back. And Dang. That's yeah. A, that's just so... It's so obvious. I know. I know. I didn't want that. To, <laughs> I didn't want that to be the answer. So what is your <laughs> what is your final verdict? Is it a spaceman? Uh, it's his wife. <laughs> or is it his wife? It's 100% his wife. I'm so sorry, listeners, but yeah, it wow. is his wife. It Mystery is not... Solved. It solved. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe... The person that did the color correcting embellished it a little bit to make it fit what he thinks. No, but you can see. You can see after you look at that picture, and even when you look forth, at the other one, you can see. Yeah, all I the mean, details that, are the same. Oh, and here none of the details here have changed. Is a picture. Yeah, of her like other pictures from the day. <sighs> I will bring one up in a second. Bummer. Yeah. So. I feel like if you look at the pictures and the videos from the Paulding Light stuff too, you're going to feel the same way. Oh, so 
Consider this the uh, want, want consider episode. this the Kurt and Krista piss on your parade edition <laughs> where we pretty much, pretty much and it bums me out because I totally. wanted I wanted I love this photo and I was like it's a really cool photo but I hate that the more I look into some of this stuff the more I'm like Ugh. but you know what though I feel like those experiences make the stuff that you well, truly can't yeah debunk here's the thing I mean really I exciting. you guys know that I believe in some weird stuff yeah. like the whole reality is a computer simulation I mm-hmm. believe in ghosts I believe in aliens I don't think they're from another planet I think they're from another dimension i believe in the paranormal 100 percent, but i believe that things that are truly paranormal are subtle they're very subtle and they're not a spaceman that's going to pop up in your picture it's going to be fleeting images out of the corner of your eye it's Mm going to be voices that show up when there's nobody there these things are subtle these things are not flat out like the photo, like the photo of the Solway Firth spaceman. But I, I think, do. I think real things are more subtle yeah. and more like EVPs. Like EVPs, yeah. they, they're harder to grasp. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I think there's so few legit photos of ghosts or UFOs because, for some reason that I don't understand, it's harder to capture grasp it. that. It's harder mm-hmm. to capture that. I do think though that the more things that you debunk and figure out aren't real, when you do come across those rare things that are real, it's so yeah, much more exciting. I just exciting. don't want listeners thinking that we're out here to debunk no, everything because we're, we're... We were truly disappointed we're, by yeah. the results of this. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know that yours was going to be a wah, wah, wah. So, yeah, sorry. So it's like once you told me that, I was like, oh crap, mine is too. I still want to see it from my own eyes. The Paulding light. This one we can't really do anything about. No, I mean, I feel like we're seeing here, it with our own eyes. Here's, now. here's the picture that where his wife is kneeling behind her, helping her pick flowers, and you can see that the dress she has on oh is blue is blue, and you can see how it's kind of faded. And it's short, yeah, yeah. It's ca- so, yeah. <laughs> like short sleeves. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm 99.9 percent sure the Solway Firth spaceman is his wife. <laughs> so, oh, geez. we are sorry. <laughs> I hate that. I feel guilty for both of these being kind of. Hey, Bummers, man, we're just doing our job. We're just doing our job. We're yeah. just reporting stuff. Suck it up. <laughs> I actually believe, I believe yours could be more paranormal yeah, you gotta look at than the mine. Video, but yeah. Yeah. I, I still like that we can go see it for ourselves and we should totally do that. Yeah, we, we should really get Mark should. Ronda, get Barry maybe and yeah. Berrigan to come with yeah. us, do a little I road trip to up that. to the UP. Because we, the, all of us have talked about that for years, so. Yeah. We should do so it. yeah, maybe we should do a, a strange sessions meetup at the Paulding Light spot. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Any listeners who want to meet us there? Yeah, that'd be cool. Then we'll give them the wrong coordinates. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Psych. Sorry, guys. Tell us what you think. Yeah. So sorry. Look at our photos and links and videos and give us your own verdict. But I wanted. I'm like Mulder. I wanted to believe. Right? I wanted to believe in the Solway for a spaceman. But I feel like the more I looked into it, the more we're Scully in today's episode. You know, and we're the Men in Black, legitimately government workers that were f- curious if he really saw an alien. It could be, and maybe you they know? got there and they're like, "This guy's Looney Tunes yeah. or full of crap." I don't know. But I don't think he was full of crap. I think he legitimately or believed maybe this was a spaceman. Right? Maybe he didn't. You know. I don't know. So, sorry, listeners. Yep. My bad. My bad. Our bad. Our bad. <laughs> so. Should we move on to some we questions? We will move on to listener questions. So, we know who submitted these. Are we supposed to say who? Yes. Okay. It almost seems like it wants to rain. I feel like it's getting I just got a text out. from Nikki that it poured like crazy by my apartment. So, oh, my really? poor Narnia is so scared of snow, of oh. thunderstorms. No. <laughs> She's not scared of snow. I'm scared of snow. Snow is so loud. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. Here we go. You can leave some of this stuff in the episode, too. Okay. Good. Okay. 
I have full um, Yeah, Krista's control. editing this one because we're doing it on a Friday and I work weekends, so I can't edit. So I'll Krista, probably just forget and post it unedited. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. You're welcome. This one wouldn't be bad unedited. I don't think. I, think, I don't think I don't so. think we really... I'll leave a lot of it in. I might have to mark it explicit, though, just because there were some swears in here. Good but point. That's fine. These are from Tom, from Tom Napier, our listener, because he... Submitted two questions. He, well, he submitted two questions and he signed it, so... It's a question for you and a question for me. Okay. So we have two questions. So, oh, happy birthday, Tom. It's his birthday today. Oh, yeah, it is today. Yep. Right? Yep. Although when he gets this, it That's won't okay. be his birthday. But well, happy, happy birthday. Happy belated Friday happy, the 13th happy, birthday. Happy Friday the 13th yeah. birthday. Krista, do you believe it's more likely that our deceased loved ones are communicating from beyond the grave or that people are experiencing unexplained phenomenon rooted in science? Hmm. I guess I would like to, I don't think it's really um, very probable that all of our loved ones are still hanging around. I think it's actually probably pretty rare. And it's probably someone who either they're here to watch over you or they had some kind of trauma. They don't know they're gone. They have some unresolved business and that's why they're here. And I I just don't feel like, like, I don't feel like any of my relatives are hanging around. No. I've never had any community. I did have a dream about an uncle once shortly after he died. He spoke to me in a dream, but, and I think maybe that happens within a day or two. You yeah. see stuff like that. And the that. thing is, we had stuff happen with my dad after he passed away, you know, like a, the day or two after he passed away. Mm-hmm. And Really? Yeah. Have you told me about that? No, but next time Corey's on the show, okay, we'll talk good. about it. Next you time my brother's on the show, we'll is. talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like at, during the, it was like at the funeral. It was like during the oh, funeral. Okay. And then, Interesting. like the things with my two cats that I saw yeah. after they died were both right after it happened. Bogart so it's, too. it's almost like, it's almost like, it's almost like you have a little grace period where you can come and say goodbye to people yeah. before you go on to the, whatever is after this. They kind of linger before they move yeah, on. They kinda linger I think a little that bit. is probably happening. Yeah. Um, whether or not they hang around after that though, I don't think that's very likely. Do I think that the other only explanation is, is something scientific? No. no, I think that, is that part of it? Maybe. Yeah. But I think that it's probably just some other paranormal phenomenon that is not related to your relatives in any way. Maybe it's demonic. Maybe it's... But if we go back to like what we talked about on the EVP thing where it could be some kind of time glitch or sure. it could be like a trans... That's paranormal like, to me though. Seriously? <laughs> a time glitch? A time glitch. Something like time-wise or if it's like a parallel universe bleeding through, to me, that's scientific. Ish. That's To me, that's not paranormal. That's scientific. It is, but it's also science fiction-y too. Like, I get that these things are starting to be shown to be real. Yeah. But I still think it's not normal. Do you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. And to me, paranormal is anything that's not normal. It's See, above the norm. To me, anything that's paranormal is something that's not rooted in science. And I think that's... Mm, we have different, we have prove, differing, we have differing yeah, opinions on what's paranormal, I feel I like think. you can measure so much of the paranormal with science. I think it's all intertwined together. But I don't think our only two options are our loved ones are hanging around or it's science. I think there's so many things in between. Like it could just be residual energy. It could be someone, someone not related to it, you even, haunting I, you. No, because you have a point. Because if it's residual energy, that's kind of both science and paranormal. where it's energy and it's also yeah. paranormal. So yeah, I don't know. You have a good point. I, I just feel like it could be anything from, you know, a poltergeist to a demon to residual energy to and to you all of that is paranormal totally okay yeah fair enough good answer yeah thanks (laughs) my question 
Kurt, have you ever experienced anything that terrified the hell out of you on an investigation? Hmm. I think we've discussed this, that um, the first investigation at Vicky's when yeah. we were all in the EVP circle. Mm-hmm. and That's one of my scariest moments, for yeah. sure. Yeah, we've talked about this in another episode, but we, we were all... We all experienced we, it Yeah, once. we were all in the basement in a circle in chairs doing an EVP session in the furniture room at Vicky's at Elsie's secondhand shop. My first paranormal investigation period. Was that your first one? Yes. And also our first investigation at the shop. So it was kind of like a, quite an initiation yeah. for me. Yep. Yeah. And we all sat in a circle yep. and around a table. It was a big yeah, round table yeah. and in the pitch dark. And all at once, all of us were like... I think you, I'm the one who spoke up first because it I felt like stop anyone. We all said it felt like the room that was dark somehow got even darker. Like something came into the room yeah. and it was just completely dark. Like I was definitely nervous going into it because it was my first EVP session. Yeah. And we sat in complete silence yeah. for probably a good five minutes. Yeah. And finally I was like, you guys, I am absolutely terrified. Like, and the I'm thing is that it wasn't us psyching ourselves out because we've done this in, in other investigations and there's nothing you're sitting in the dark and you're like no it was something that happened very like we were fine at the beginning of yeah it it was like i i always say it was like something Something crept into the room room, and it made it super dark barry was and we all freaked out and then we were like all right screw this we're gonna wait for barry to get here because barry had been investigating the paranormal for a long Long time time, at that point so we're like we need barry here barry was (laughs) on our way so barry was coming so then, you know, Barry came and then we did this again. And well, we told her what happened. We told her what happened. She's probably thinking, oh, bunch She's of like, oh, these amateurs. bunch of noobs. I'm out of here. <laughs> right. Deuces. No, and then she was like, uh, she told me later that, because when we all sat in a circle again, there was like absolutely nothing. When we first sat, yeah, we in, the, when we first sat yeah. in a circle, when Barry got there, we tried this again and there was like nothing. And yeah. that Barry said at that point, she was thinking, oh boy. These guys <laughs> don't know what don't know doing. what the hell they're doing. Yeah. So then we putzed around a little bit, we did some other up, stuff, and know, then we came yeah. back and did another EVP circle in the same room, and that's when it happened again, and it happened like even more intense, intense than yeah. the first time where Mark said he felt like somebody hands was choking, like hands yep. on his throat, mm-hmm. and then Barry and I both got really, really sick, sick right? and Nauseous. we had to leave the building. Yeah. Because I remember Barry and I sat out on the front steps, mm-hmm. and Barry was like. All the stuff I've investigated, I have never felt like I do right now. Yeah. And I didn't want to go. You could not have paid me at that moment to go back into the building. So we sat out there for like half an hour and we finally kind of got our courage up and we went back in. But of all the investigations we've done, that was the most scared I was where Mm -hmm. I did not want to be in that building. Something did not want me in that building. Granted, you've investigated that place by yourself. Yeah, but it was like we said, it's almost like with that place. It's like with that place, the first time you're in there is when it says, it's like it's saying, do you see what I can do to you if I want to? Right. And that's basically what it's like because after that, you're kind of like family. You still get the creepy stuff, like the breathing in (laughs) your ears (laughs) that Chris uh, got to experience. And, you know, like I said, when I was in the basement, when I slept by myself in the furniture room on a couch and I woke up in the morning and pitch dark and I said, is there somebody in here with me right now? The and tapping. there was yeah. tap two taps on the table right next to my head. It's like, okay. And our experience in the back basement. Yeah. And that all was the lights on. The, the three times that I've been the most freaked out were that, were the this EVP circle the first time at Vicky's, the night that it was just you and me in the back room mm-hmm. at Vicky's where the lights were on and we both were like, we need to get we out need to of get here out of now. here. Something does not want us in here. Yeah, and then the time when we did the investigation at the Ohio State Reformatory mm-hmm. in Mansfield, 
where Barry, Matt, and myself were up in the very top where the old tuberculosis ward was. And I felt totally, totally uneasy in there, like really badly creeped out. Hmm. Uh, We had the thing that happened at the hair salon where I actually got sick for a little bit and I had to leave. So there was that. But the, the vault for me at the hair salon was that the was worst your, yeah, moment. That was your worst moment. My worst moment was Vicky's, but that the vault was my second. The EVP circle at Vicky's? Yeah. So that. yeah, Tom, that was that was my the the one moment that I can literally say that I it scared the hell out of me. And it's our one our second favorite. Yeah. You'd probably say JFK is your first favorite, but yeah. Vicky's is my favorite. Just because I've never No, done Vicky's JFK. is my favorite. I love Vicky's. Really? Yeah, yeah, Vicky's is my favorite. But it that felt was, like a second home after a while. That was <laughs> like it was still one of our first investigations too, kind of. And yeah. I will never forget the feeling of Barry and I sitting out on that front step and her and I both being like, I don't want to go in there. I can't go in there. Yeah. You know, so that was the one moment that I had the hell scared out of me. Yeah. Good stuff. So yeah. Cool. Good questions. Very Tom. good questions. Thank you, Thank you Tom. Should we, should we do one more? Sure. Okay. We got a little bit of time, so we are going to do one more question for you guys since we are not going to be around for a couple more weeks. Better be a good one. Want to go is, out on a high note. What would you share about yourself that you are most proud of or most embarrassed about? Oh, jeez. I, n- I need more warning. I guess quit right away what comes to mind, what I'm most proud of is this podcast. Wow, really? Because Well, there are a lot of reasons for that. I am an introvert big time. Like I have, I have um, musical talents that I don't share with anybody because like I can sing. I used to play piano, classical piano for 20 years, whatever. I can play a little bit of guitar. I don't tell anybody that stuff because I do not want to perform in front of anyone. The second you tell someone you can sing, oh, sing something for me. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> I hate yep. singing in front of people. Yeah. I can sing all day in my car, right? But I am not someone who likes to be up in front of people. I don't like talking in front of people. I don't like being the center of attention. So this, doing a podcast is really outside my comfort zone. Even though there's nobody here, nobody can see us. This isn't live. No. Yeah. This is still so far outside of my comfort zone. And I'm so proud of where we've taken this podcast. And I, I love our podcast. I love listening to it. And I think that's something to be proud of. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. What are you most embarrassed of? Jeez. Oh, what am I most embarrassed of? <laughs> I don't know. I can't even think of anything right now. I'm actually really easily embarrassed. Maybe that. that the fact that I'm easily embarrassed. And my husband is, he's a Scorpio and he is the complete opposite of me. He is like Mr. Clown joke man. If we're out in the store, if there are people around, he will do something to draw attention to us, like do some kind of weird dance or <laughs> start singing really loudly to the music. Yes. Too. And I am like, we're in public. Nobody look at me or talk to me. And so he knows it embarrasses me. And that's why he does it. And I guess maybe I'm embarrassed of the fact that I am so self-conscious and I get embarrassed so easily. I blush really easily. Good answers. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of any one thing specifically because I feel like I don't want to live my life like that. Because I feel like being really embarrassed about something is like the same thing as regret. And I I don't know. I guess I don't want to think about things I've done that way. Wow. Good answers. Thanks. What you, what you got? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm super proud of the podcast, too. Yeah. You know that. I was scared poopless when yeah. I did the first one, and even when we did our first couple episodes, but I love the fact that I have gotten to be friends with people that listen. You know, like I mm-hmm. said, if you're a listener and you're in the strangers, you're not a listener. You're, you're, you're our friend. friends. Yeah. Which is awesome. That we there's actually people that, that look, yeah, we are like a little family with yeah. you guys, and it just amazes me. 
But the thing that I think I'm most proud of, and I hate that it sounds stuck up or whatever, but I'm proud of the fact that I think I'm a nice person. That's not stuck up. No, but I... I, You are. You are a genuinely nice person. I can't. Unless you're standing in a long line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as we found out today. I didn't say nothing. I might have looked at my watch all pissed off a couple times, but I didn't say anything. But I'm proud of the fact that I'm a genuinely nice person Mm -hmm. and that I don't... I can't hurt somebody. Right. And... no, that, I think that, that is something to that's going to get of. into my most embarrassing thing too. But <laughs> I always remember, and I don't remember if I talked about this on the show. I might have talked about this in the uh, empath episode. But my good friend Erica, who was one of my best friends, uh, we were by my apartment drinking one night, and we were both pretty tipsy, and we were sitting on the couch, and she just said, "Do you know what I love about you more than anything?" And I said, "What?" And she said, "She said I love the fact that I have seen you." with family i've seen you with people you've known for 30 40 years i've seen you with people you just met and you're always the same person you don't yeah. you're yeah, yeah, not yeah. you're not different for other you don't have different you're masks Kurt. that you wear for other people yeah she said you're always nice to people no matter what and she said i love that about you more than anything and that meant a ton to me that she said that yeah so it's i'm so proud true, of the though. fact that i'm genuinely nice but i'm also my big embarrassment is that you're too nice no that i feel <laughs> no. like as much as people are friends with me, I feel like I push people away because I don't want to do anything. I'm, I'm getting very sheltered and wanting to stay home mm-hmm. getting? a lot. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I've always been kind of <laughs> sheltered. You're a homebody, yeah. But it sucks because people genuinely want to be my friend and then they want to do something and I'm like, no, I don't feel like doing anything today or I'm making up an excuse why I can't do something. Right. And it's, it's actually getting kind of bad. So I'm trying to make an effort to get out and do more things. And that's one of the reasons I love doing this podcast is because this is me doing something. Right. And, you know, Miranda, my best friend, and I talked about me maybe going to courses at the center and just taking classes and stuff because I... It's something I'm, I'm becoming, social. I'm becoming too... Antisocial. Antisocial <laughs> and too shut in and I would rather stay home and play Fortnite or rather stay home and watch TV or rather I'm go to bed early. I'm a total homebody too, though. Those memes that people post on Facebook, hey, it's Friday night, I'm going out, just kidding, I'm in my jammies already, that's me, and that is the perfect night. But it's just, I was, 20 years ago, I was so different, and I always, it's always in my head that if the me from 20 years ago saw who I am now, he would be so disappointed. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's, that's my embarrassment, is that, is that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, though, and we all change, I used to love to go out, too, when I was in my 20s. Now that I'm, I'm in my 40s, I'm like... Eh, no, but mine's getting bad, where I have to like drag myself to go to lunch with somebody yeah. because I would rather just not do anything. You so, need to think about that guy you saw crawling around. Oh, yeah, the, cre- the creepy-ass old guy. In your old apartment. That, that's, I told you my friend Brooke said that, that because the guy that crawled out of my bathroom, and you got to listen to our, our personal experiences yeah. episode for that whole story, but the old it's guy... It's like a foreshadowing of The old you. guy I saw crawl out of the bathroom of my apartment was wearing a blue and black flannel jacket which is the jacket that i wore at that time and he was old and decrepit had stringy white dripping hair and my friend brooke said that she really thought that whatever was there was mocking me showing me what was going to become of me if i continued to be the way i am that i was gonna die like that rather Mm -hmm. than with people that loved me and cared about me if i if i kept withdrawing from people so so maybe you need to make like a promise to yourself that starting out once a month you're yeah. gonna say yes to something that you would normally say no to that was that was my intention and i don't remember where i heard this or or somebody told me this but my intention for this year was that 
I needed to say yes to more things that I was originally going to say no to, and I needed to say no to more things that I was originally going to say yes to. Right, I love rather saying than, no. <laughs> rather than, rather, I don't. If somebody wants something, I have a hard time saying no. It, I, and sometimes sure. I need to. Sometimes I need to yeah, yeah, say yeah. no, that I can't do that. You know, like, so that was, I, that was kind of my goal for this year, but it just... It, I'm, I'm like stuck in this rut that I can't get out of. Only, I didn't know this was going to turn into a, a self-help. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> self-help There's edition. a couch right there if yeah. you like lying down. <laughs> Krista's taking notes. <laughs> right. Crazy. Tell, She's got crazy me, written on an underline. Tell me how you feel about that, Kurt. But that, my, my, my greatest thing that I'm proud of is that I'm genuinely nice to people and I have a lot of friends, but I'm embarrassed that I push them away sometimes to not do anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I concur. That's okay. very much you in a nutshell. <laughs> okay. Nicest so, person I know and total introvert. I told body. you that Aaron Pleasance, one of my best friends, he wants to be on yeah. the podcast. Is told, he on uh, your geocaching dude? Yes, okay. he's the one I geocache with. But well, he, get he, him on introdu- the show. he introduced me to someone once as the most social, antisocial person he knows. And that's <laughs> oh exactly God, that's, that's so exactly true. me. So, that is so true. Thanks for the good question, You're whoever that was. Super social online, just not in real in person, life. Yeah. yeah. Like hmm. I like that even Jamie, even Jamie that did our, our theme music and was in the area fifty one said that he likes seeing me when he comes home because he knows it's a, a limited time thing mm-hmm. because we'll go to lunch and then after that I'll be like, I got to go. I got to do something else. <laughs> like you know, go home and play a video. I got to go home and just sit and sulk and feel bad for myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so I'm glad I get you out of the house every other that, week. <laughs> I, I, and I can never get this across enough how much this podcast means to me. That The fact that this gets me to do something and the fact that Rather than sit on my ass and play video games in the morning, I'm researching this stuff. Yeah. And the fact that we get to people see each other listen to it and too. people care about us right. and people like yeah. listening to us just means more to me than I can ever explain. Well, we used to go from seeing each other once a week. Yeah. When I worked yeah. in town, yeah. we'd have coffee once a week with Mark and Rhonda and sometimes Brittany. And, and then Devin for a while, you that. and I went for months without seeing each other. Well, yeah. And we only lived like 25 minutes I apart. Know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it seems like a long drive, though, after a long day at work. Yeah. Right? So yeah, the bonus for me is that I get to spend time with you every other week. But Aww, same here. Aww. You know I love you. I love you too. There, that ended on a good note. Yeah, that ended it did. Up, wasn't quite as depressing. <laughs> so thank you so much for the awesome questions, yeah, you guys. Yeah, that's great. Keep them coming. This is fun. I like answering questions. I do too. You just never know what you're going to get. So I know. I know. It's pretty cool. You know, you could get like a deep one, like last time the serial killer one, yeah, or you could get the one, one asking great. if you and some, I ever hooked up. We got you some. Know, so <laughs> you get right. lots of different ones. You never know what you're going to get. No. And um, I, we have to post these for the strangers, too, because I really enjoyed seeing what people's yeah. responses were to the serial killer questions. The, so. ser- the serial killer one, like you said, is hard because we don't have kids. So, right. And I can't even imagine. You guys you guys gave some really, really good answers so to too. that. Kate Verhulst, I thought yeah. her answers were yes. really good. So. Yeah. Thank yep. you for the cherries, Kate. <laughs> this is so funny. They have a cherry tree in their yard, and she texted me one day, and she's like, does your husband have a ladder? <laughs> she sent me a picture of this step ladder that didn't even come close to reaching the cherries she was trying to pick. And of course, we don't have a ladder that would accommodate that, that he could at least get up here. Yeah. Um, he has access to it, but no vehicle to transport it. And long story short, they ended up borrowing a ladder from somebody, I think. And her husband, Jeff, brought me this huge container of these beautiful cherries that we've been eating ever since then. And I meant to thank her for them. And I forgot. So I am publicly thanking Kate for the absolutely beautiful and delicious Thank cherries. you, Kate. Yes. I cherries should have some for you. Should, I like cherries. Dang. So there you go. That is listener questions. Yes. They're getting deeper, I think. Like I like it. I do, too. 
I, I like, really do I like too. Getting deep what are we going to do when we run out of these? Keep asking these questions. Keep asking questions, you guys. I'll start asking questions. Just start making stuff up. Just keep asking questions, you guys. We love doing this. So yeah. thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And that's it for tonight's episode. That's it. Yeah. So we will be back a month from now. Yeah. A month ish. We're still not exactly sure what date we're going to come back. Yeah, we're going to keep but you in we got, suspense. Yep, we got stuff coming up. We have guests coming up. Yeah. Uh, we have another listener submissions. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about yeah, that. So I love those episodes. If you guys want to start sending us stories, I'll be bugging you for that Get over the next it. couple weeks. Uh, one of our next episodes coming up is a big topic. Is it Bigfoot? It's a, it's a big topic that a lot of people have requested. Uh, like me? Like you. I think Sarah. Sarah did. I think Sarah wanted, yeah, I wanted to hear about the topic. I'm not going to say. Uh, the big, big topic. The, the big, big topic. Sweet. Did I tell you that it was funny that, because I worked with Sherry, Sherry Bauer, one of my good friends. I work, At work with, right? she listens yeah. to the episode and then mm-hmm. I flashed her really quick. I had the next five episodes written down and I flashed like a split second and she saw that. She saw, was, she said that I see blah, blah. And I say, how Why did you see you that? Why won't you say it? All right. One of our next episodes is going to be about. I already said One it. of our next episodes is going to be about Bigfoot. So it's actually good. We're taking a little break because I need to research. I think that's going to be a lot. He of, doesn't really know anything about Bigfoot. Because you I'm don't just, really believe I'm, in him. I'm not a cryptids guy. I'm Ooh, really I not. Other, other than research. other than like I love the Mothman stuff, but when it comes I don't to think of the Mothman as a cryptid, is that weird? Maybe like, to not. Me, Chupacabra is a cryptid. You know. Yeah, like I'm not into the the Wolfman stuff. That's the, so weird because. I mean, the Mothman would fit the a profile. Of, I guess I never think yeah, of him. I, I, maybe that's why I like the maybe Mothman. Maybe because the name Man is <laughs> it's throwing it me for a loop. It might be. Hmm, now, if it was a moth woman, then I'd be all, you know, all up in that. I'd shit. be all up in that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not with no, moth wings and like that, powdery that stuff weird that moth powder, that moth dust they have. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was more pixie-ish, like that sparkle. The, the, the girl, no, the sparkle woman? commercial, the the with the for the <laughs> napkin or whatever with the the girl with the wings. I haven't seen it. She's so cute. Oh, but yeah, but no, not a moth, not a moth woman. Okay, that's just weird. Okay, I don't know if there's ever been a moth Cross woman. Cross that off Kurt's list. Yeah. A moth woman. Yeah, yeah moth I've never woman. heard of that. No, hmm. that's like the women in black. Mothman must be very lonely. <laughs> yeah. But no, I don't think of Mothman as a cryptid either, I guess. I think of that more as a paranormal. But he, he should be. He should be a cryptid. The description. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so Sorry, I'm going to have to research the Bigfoot stuff because, I mean, I know a little bit about it. I know about the famous film that, you know, the, from... Yeah, yeah, Gimli. Yeah, the one, blah, that's, blah, blah, blah. the one that's somebody in a costume. Right yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, so I'm going to have to research that stuff. But who knows? Maybe that one I'll actually go into skeptical and come out. Come out. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, because I would love to hear um, encounter stories. Oh, I would too. That that and I can't recommend enough the Sasquatch Chronicles. I think that is such a great podcast. Um, I'll have to listen to some of that maybe for the for for research. Every episode is well, generally every episode is someone who calls in and shares their experience, and it's crazy. You can hear people's voices shaking as they're recalling what yeah. happened to them. People get emotional, and I really love the host Wes. He's like, I imagine he's a lot like you. He just seems like the most kind like laid back he makes everybody feel super comfortable i just like his style and cool. it's a good show i'll give it a listen good. i will give it a listen maybe okay. like i said i kind of want to come out of that one a believer because i just don't i also want you to come out of that one okay <laughs> <laughs> so that episode will be coming up in the near future so we will be back in a month yeah 
So until then, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Like yeah. I said, it means the world to us. We it love really you guys. Does. We love the fact that you love listening to us. So thank you so much. We love our strangers. We'll still be around on the message board. So totally. say hi. Get other people to listen if you can. Rate us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Thank you for the good rates on Facebook, too. Yeah. The good ratings. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys are awesome. So thank you so much. And until the next time we talk to you guys, stay strange. strange. This has been an Old School Media production, executive produced by Kirk Konechny. For more information and content, please visit strangesessions.com.